0: Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference for the last time in the 2021 season. Um, we finally made it to the end, and what a long, arduous road it's been. Uh, but here we are, standing, standing at the end. After it's been, it's been a good season. I, I can't deny it. I think both of us probably agree that it's been quite an unusual season. I think injuries have been so much yeah, more prevalent massive. this season than it felt like in previous seasons. Um yeah, and it's it's really derailed a lot of people's um a lot of people's roads to victory. By the same token I guess it's opened up the door. chaos is a ladder, oh, yeah. as they say. So, you know, a lot of people have been able to adapt and, and get to a good point. So without further ado, uh well, before actually we announce the winners, I will do my usual thing and, and ask you how, how your week's been, Jack, since uh, since yeah, this is I last, mean, last week how how did you find watching the uh, the matchups did you get any wins
1: in any of the other leagues? Yes, yeah, so I I ended up winning one of my six leagues. So, you know, not too disappointed. Um and the league I the league I did win, uh, was largely due to Jamar Chase who was traded to me by the player I beat. So that's always nice. <laughs> oh wow, that is Oh. <laughs> he was gosh. he was very upset.
0: <laughs> what what was the uh what did you give away?
1: Um, I gave him so the swap was I got Jamar Chase and I believe. Let me just double check. I've got it in front of me here.
0: I was gonna say because this, I mean, Jamar Chase's values fluctuated. He started off incredibly well, then he had a bit of a a lackluster mid-season, which I'm assuming is when you
1: maybe traded for him,
0: and then and then he had a just well, he was a
1: he was a championship winner for a lot of people. He was I gave him I've, I've just found it? So I the guy was desperate for running back, so I gave him both Zeke and David Montgomery. Oh, wow! But hey, I beat him by 55 points odd, and that's exactly what Jamar Chase scored. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly what you needed. And Zeke was absolutely
0: abysmal in the yes, in garbage. The final, So, um, so
1: happy, happy with yeah, that one. Yeah, you came out that one smelling of
0: roses, um, but. Yeah, well, we'll we'll get on to our Dynasty League. So it was a, it was a it was gonna be a tight matchup no matter what <laughs> happened. It was we, we said that um we said that on the last podcast. We couldn't quite call it. Um I think you hedged your bets on Tom. I, I tried to stay as neutral as possible because I didn't know which way I'd swing. And um yeah, we we entered uh we entered sort of Monday morning with the realisation that Alex was probably going to clinch this one. <laughs> he was behind Tom by around nine points, I believe. So, oh, yep. Maybe even seven points. Um, And only one player left to play. Tom had used all his players. He'd got a quite respectable score of 149.38. Alex only had Chubb left to play. Now, I think we all thought that Chubb was going to have a game like he had against me last week um, and absolutely go off for one. But no matter what happened, he all he had to do was you know beat his two worst scores of the season. And uh, it was an easy victory, but Chubb did not turn up. Um, not I at mean, all. Yeah, it was... Well, sadly for Alex, it, he just came up quite slightly short. So the final score was 149.38 to Tom and 146.94 to Alex. So it was oh, incredible. I said Tom exciting. by seven, so I wasn't far off. You weren't, you weren't. <laughs> and um, to be honest, I thought Alex had it in the bag. I went to sleep on Monday Same. night and I thought, wow, okay. Um, yeah, there's there's not really much coming back from this one, but Chubb just, yeah. I mean, he performed respectably on the field. 12 carries for 58 yards is, is good okay. average, But it's... Uh, it's not a championship-winning uh, stat line, is it? Um, <laughs> he needed only maybe a catch or two more, and, and Alex would have had it in the bag, but sadly for Alex, Tom pulled through, and Tom is our champion of the year. Congratulations um, which, to Tom. Yeah, congratulations indeed. He has entered uh, a realm that very few people have entered <laughs> so far. He joins me there. I'll just, you know... Yeah, I, just I need, you. I, I need to cling on just to Just make that clear. <laughs> I need <to> cling on <laughs> to past <laughs> 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 <on to> victories, <pass laughs> don't I? You know. Um... I would like to say, for the record, had I beaten Alex last week, I would be the champion. Um, I, I put up an alright score, but I came fourth this year, which is kind of... I don't know, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit disappointed by it. Elliot beat me, 178 he got to my 165, but I had some people who didn't play uh, ah, not too well. If it's not first, you don't care, man. Well, that's it. That's it. So yeah, well done again, Tom, and commiserations to Alex, but still, um I think Alex has put up some fantastic scores this season. He has a lot of top ten scores. Yeah, there's there's been yeah, that, that top ten uh leaderboard has, has switched and changed quite a lot. So um Alex's name is on there a lot more than it was. So yeah, well it's all all in for, for year two. Sorry, year three and we're moving into now, which is which is crazy. Um, But I guess we should probably have a look for the final time this season at the guys who... Well, the guys who were the standouts, the ones who got uh, Tom and Alex to where they needed to be. And obviously everybody else who, uh, who plays fantasy. And the first person to mention on the list is somebody who... I don't know if I even need to introduce him, because if you're listening to this and you don't know who the top fantasy player was last time, then I'm not entirely sure what you're doing. It was, of course... Jamar Chase, with 60 points there or thereabouts uh, in a fantastic, uh, record-breaking rookie single game uh, stat line, uh, which comprises 12 targets, 11 receptions, 266 oh, yards, and three touchdowns, which is just incredible. Um, it's not something you see very often at all. No. Uh, and for a rookie to, to put up that, that kind of performance is fantastic. Mm. I would also like to say this has been a week for rookies. We have three rookies in the top ten. Nice. Um, so a lot of a lot of owners of these rookies will be very very happy. But yeah, obviously you are the the chase owner of our league, so you
1: must be thrilled going into the off season. Oh yeah, massively. I've got my got my chase jersey on on order. Um, he's been he's been absolutely incredible. I mean that is that's his second game over 200 yards receiving this year, which is just absolutely insane. Um, pretty much every time I flick back to the chiefs Bengals game which was probably the matchup of the week he was just making making plays um the chief's defense has been pretty good against the pass as well so it wasn't like it was easy um over the last nine weeks they've been one of the better defenses in the league but he, he does look like he's going to be a top five receiver for for years to come and he probably has been this season in year one as well so very excited for for chase um in the years to come and the bengals in general.
0: Yeah, well, just to just kind of reiterate that in standard leagues he is the number three in PPR, yeah. number five. So he is already a fantastic piece to have on your team, and there's a reason why he was the first wide receiver off most draft boards. That kind of in the off season, he he is just very very good, and I think it's the rapport with Burrow as well. And as as I alluded yeah. to last week, I think the fact that the that Cincinnati. O line's improving. They're protecting Burrow. They're giving Burrow more time. It gives players like Chase just that little bit of extra time to get to where they need to be or to shake off a defender. And you know he's he's playing incredibly incredibly well. And uh, yeah, I mean he's now practically untradable uh, from a dynasty perspective. I think if you've got Jamar Chase. Oh, you, God, just, yeah. you just want to keep him. I'd want everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've been keeping my ear to the ground in some dynasty forums and, and such, and a lot of people are sort of like, oh, how much is he worth? How much is he worth? If you have him, even if you're in rebuild mode, you don't want to get rid of him because he's 21 years old at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, if you're rebuilding, you want to rebuild for two or three years down the line, and that is when he'll be hitting his prime. So do not trade him. There is literally no point trading him. He's You can't improve at that position. You know, you could maybe swap him for Justin Jefferson, but even then, uh, you know, is Jefferson going to be as good as Chase next year? They're two very very good players, but you know, they kind of they've now got to the level where we were where we were discussing whether Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen were going to be the top quarterback this year. That's the kind of conversations that yeah, you have in with Chase and, and Jefferson. <laughs> yeah. Um and they've only got 3 years experience between them, which is just crazy. So, uh, so yeah, he's he's a piece that's just, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, absolutely, completely and utterly untradeable. And Agreed. as long as he keeps this up, uh, he needs a decent quarterback behind him. And as far as this season's concerned, Joe Burrow's been very, very good. And he comes in at number two, uh, 38 points. He had five rushing attempts for 10 yards. He had 39 passing attempts, 30 completions, 446 yards. Yeah. So, so more than half of his uh, passing yardage went to, uh, to Chase
1: and uh, four touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, Burrow, was he, he's been liked out all year, to be fair. I mean, coming out of the draft, I always knew there was something about him. But, I mean, if you look at his season stats, he's, he's just shy of 5,000 yards. He, he might hit that last game. 34 touchdowns, 14 picks, just under a 110 quarterback rating. Um, like we discussed last week, he's got some of the best young weapons in the game. Chase and T Higgins are receivers to go over a thousand yards as a as a duo. Um, and like you said, the whole team is just full of young talent. So I think Joe Burrow is going to be fantastic for years to come. Uh, and it's great to see them win the division, of course, like like we said last week after years of just utter turmoil and playoff agony. So yeah, the the Bengals are in a really good spot.
0: Yeah. I can't can't agree more. It's uh I think both of those uh guys are gonna be going <laughs> their their ADP is just gonna increase crazily. Yeah. I think Jamar Chase is almost a first round pick for, for some people. Um He's just that good. And then Burrow is definitely going to be in the kind of maybe even top five contention as yeah, far as quarterbacks are concerned agree. next year, which, you know, we were, I think we might have put him down around the sort of QB8 sort of level um, in, the, in the off season. I, I maybe That sounds me, about right. I think I put him a little later, in fact, because I've not been as excited by him. But by God, I have uh, I been proven wrong recently? So he'll definitely be climbing there. Uh, Number three, our next rookie, uh, somebody who's really just kind of come out of nowhere towards the end of this season, Uh, Armand Rassent-Brown of the Lions, who has had an incredible performance, 36 points there, two rushing attempts for 23 yards and a touchdown, Uh, and then he's got 11 uh, targets, 8 receptions, 111 yards, and another touchdown in the air, so... He's, uh, yeah, I mean, if we look at his stats from the start of the season, 4 points, 4 points, 1 point, then he jumps up to 13 a couple of times, then back down to 9, 7. And then, like, latter half of the season, if we go from week 13 at Minnesota, that's 24 points, 15, 23, 26, 36. He was uh, a wide receiver 1 for, for the latter half of the season. He's, he's played crazily well.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I read a stat earlier. He's the only rookie with five straight games of at least eight receptions. Um, yeah, he's been absolutely amazing these last five weeks. Like you said, wide receiver one, um, and that's with let's let's face it, inconsistent quarterback play as well. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I, I must admit, he wasn't massively high on my radar start of the season. Um, but the fact that he's been able to do. This type of thing in year one, you know, he's he's up to eighty-two catches as a rookie, um, for a Lions team. That's let's face it, is dreadful. So he, he's definitely going to be one I keep my eye out for next year.
0: Oh yeah, and I think he's definitely going to be worth a pickup. It's it's worth noting that he has kind of. He's taken advantage of the situation around him. Obviously, there have been a few injuries in that Lions offense, so not least with Swift, yeah. who was acting as a bit of a sort of catch-and-run catch and kind of running back. So the, the lack of action from some big players, mm. I mean, Hawkinson as well. Don't um, yeah. talk to me about him. It's St. Brown. It was some Brown's chance to, to shine, and he's he's really taken it and uh, he's he's doing really well so we'll see how he performs next year when those players start to come back and they're a little yeah. bit more healthy but to be honest I'm I'm with you I think he's definitely someone to keep an eye on because he's proven how good he is so he can probably come ar- turn it around i mean just just off player rankings he's 24th in uh, PPR on the wide receiver, so he is. That's
1: a guess, yeah. That's higher yeah. than I thought. I must admit, he's definitely
0: he's a high high-end wide receiver three, really, based on that, which is crazy. Um, so, <laughs> he's done really really well. I mean, last season Elliot picked him up. He had he owns him in our league. He got him with the 19th overall pick. So, you know, he was still somewhat high, but he was definitely after the sort of players that you would have ranked as your yeah. top three in each position. So, yeah, good guy to have there. Uh, Next up, uh, we've got Rashad Penny, who has kind of, oh, after been injured off. a lot in his, in his uh, somewhat short career, he's, uh, he's still getting the, the, the beautiful recognition that he deserves. He had a delightful 25 rushing attempts for 170 yards and two touchdowns, and then he caught two for, uh, on three targets for 15 yards. So, yeah,
1: 34-pointer there. Yeah, Penny was Penny was amazing as as, as annoying as it was because he did pretty much lose my other final that I was in. Uh, he pretty much cost me. It. He was just went absolutely mental. I mean, over the last two weeks, he's he's over three hundred yards and three touchdowns, averaging just shy of seven point five a carry. So he's yeah, wow. these last two weeks he's been an RB one. Um, the Seahawks run game's obviously been inconsistent with injuries this year, but you know Penny's looked good over the last two two weeks. Um, we'll see if he can perhaps earn a starting spot next year, um, or whether, whether Carson will come back.
0: Well, Carson's not getting any younger, and he is no, also injury-prone. So. <laughs> <Very>. um <laughs> Yeah, I, the future is bright for Penny, as long as he can stay healthy, um, which, you know, behind that Seahawks offensive line, I don't know if anyone can. <laughs> Tough um, for anyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Devontae Adams, of course. He's in the top ten once again, 32 points. And that's from 11 catches on 14 targets, 136 yards and a touchdown. So just another day
1: at the office for Devontae Adams, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, there's an, it's, it's pointless saying he was amazing. He's amazing almost every week. Uh, this is just classic Devontae Adams. He is, on his day, the best receiver in the league. And if Aaron Rodgers is playing to an MVP level, which which he is, then Adams is going to be the recipient of most of those targets. He's just he's just they're that good a duo. Um, so, yeah, not surprised to see him again. Um, hopefully we'll see him both next year. We'll see what happens in the off-season. But, um, yeah, he's best receiver in the league, without a doubt. This is his sixth week of
0: over 30 points this season. Oh, so God. Just to kind of reiterate how good he actually is. But, yeah, his future is a little bit uncertain, I guess, and um, I suppose that's something we can look at again in... Uh, a future episode um, in the off season when we see how things are moving, but he might uh, he might be yeah, off elsewhere. Might, might be moving on. Next up, we've got here's a surprise. Someone we thought to see a lot more of, uh, but haven't seen much of, is DK Metcalf. Metcalf. Uh, Thirty-one points. Us. He had one rushing attempt for six yards, six catches on nine targets for sixty-three yards, and here's where the points come
1: from: three touchdowns. Yeah, like you said, I think it's Metcalf owners this season. will be a. Probably a little bit disappointed, even even with that game of three touchdowns. If you look at his season stats, he's he's still under a thousand yards. Which if you would have said at the start of the season by week seventeen, Metcalf will be under 1, 000, that a thousand. There's no chance that have put money on that. So he has still been a little bit disappointing. Um, obviously I know part that's partly to do with Russ's injury as well. Um, but hopefully a nice nice few weeks to finish the season. Hopefully he will have a good year next year because he is. I mean he's an absolute beast. When he's on his day, so um, hopefully this is just a sort of a sophomore slump in year two.
0: So he's had more touchdowns against Detroit, or as many touchdowns against Detroit as he has <laughs> since he played the Jacksonville Jaguars in Week Eight. Oh um, God! <laughs> so it's been it's been a long time coming, I think. But yeah, no, I agree with you. It's crazy that he's not quite a thousand yards yet, given given the way everyone was hyping him up in the uh, off season as well. Yeah. Um, Our next rookie to be in the top 10 We've got Najee Harris who had a good game And I think a lot of fancy championships were won and lost (laughs) On his last last little handle of the ball Where he managed to get into the end zone Um, He will have saved many, many people And angered probably many more Uh, He had 31 points altogether And that's on 28 rushing attempts Wow, Uh, for 188 yards and a touchdown and he also had three catches on three targets for eighteen yards.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, Harris, I think's been one of my favourite players all season. I mean, Pittsburgh haven't haven't been great, you know. They're only a game above five hundred. But if you look at his season stats, you know he's over a thousand, which is amazing as a rookie. Four yards, four yards a carry, seven touchdowns. But then if you look at his receptions as well, he's up to seventy receptions as a, as a rookie running back, which is just you know it's amazing numbers. Um. I think he was most people's clear R B one in terms of the draft and I think he has he has proven it. So I think yeah the, the future is bright for, for Najee Harris and anyone who drafted him in dynasty formats is is certainly gonna be very happy that with there with this year's performance. Oh for sure.
0: Um and then next up we've got Russell Wilson, the man himself who we were just discussing, twenty eight points there. Uh, six attempts for twenty-four yards, and he also had twenty catches. Uh, twenty catches, God, that'd be funny. Uh, twenty, twenty completions on twenty-nine attempts uh, for two hundred thirty-six yards and four touchdowns. So, back to good old uh, Russ, I think uh, the the one that we love.
1: Yeah, that's it. Let let Russ cook, as as they say. I mean, again, it was against the Lions, so we won't read too much into it. And their season is pretty much over. Um. But, you know, Russell Wilson's still a, still a top five, top six quarterback for me in the league when he's playing well. We'll see whether, whether he's in Seattle next year. Um, but it's nice to see that after the injury, he has put a few nice performances in there. Um, I think in general, the team, whether it's the coach or, well, as we discussed earlier, the O-line, I just don't think it's right for him anymore. I think for his career to progress, I think it is time to move on, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, more than likely. Uh, next up is a guy who's becoming a regular fixture of this top ten, in spite of his age, is Mr. Tom Brady, of course. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, Twenty-seven points there, and that was on thirty-four completions, fifty attempts, four hundred and ten passing <laughs> yards,
1: and three touchdowns. Yeah, it's just he's just so frustratingly annoying, isn't he? Um, he really is. <laughs> he's nearly over five thousand yards again at age forty-four he leads the league in touchdown passes um a game winning touchdown pass. So admittedly they needed it against the jets which was a bit worrying but they're 12 and 4 they're looking good um despite obviously a few injuries to key players but yeah brady continues to roll um and i think although they're probably not the favorites they are they are still um a very a very very good team so uh
0: where do you think brady is in the rankings for quarterbacks this season
1: He's got to be, because I mean, I've, even even though he had a bad game passing, Josh Allen, I assume, is still first, right? Yeah, Josh Allen still first. He is. What well, I'll go. What, well, third or fourth? He's third, yeah. Third. Tom Brady, number three.
0: I don't think anyone predicted that. No, I think it we had him bad. about seven or eight,
1: I believe. Yeah, we
0: knew he'd do well, but we didn't <laughs> We didn't think he'd come in at number three. So, yeah, he's. Okay. Uh, I believe he's ahead of Pat Mahomes, which is incredible. Ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely crazy. Considering
1: draft position as well.
0: Well, yeah, a lot of people <laughs> were taking him kind of seventh round onwards, weren't they? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, wow. Uh, crazy, and then finally our last entry uh, is Aaron Williams, who has kind of had a bit of a resurgence uh, of late. And uh, he's he's come well. I say that he's he's had some good games this season, but he's had some bad games too. He's been a bit of a boom or bust option, but definitely a boom one this week. Uh, Twenty six points, fourteen rushing attempts, eighty eight yards, and two touchdowns, and then three catches for nineteen yards. So yeah, good good day at the office for uh, Mister Williams, despite the loss.
1: Yeah, like you said, he's been he has been boom or bust. I, I don't really like any of the Chiefs running backs. I mean, most of the time it is just Mahomes slinging it. He can catch the ball, which is a big bonus. Um, can't imagine we'll see his draft position d- jump too highly. I mean, I do like Clyde edwards alaire Um, and obviously, but Williams just benefits from a fantastic offense. I think, like I said, despite the loss, if If Mahomes is playing well, um, your running back's still going to get some good touches um, in good positions. So, yeah, good little player, but yeah, I don't think he'll be that relevant next year and long term.
0: Well, that closes out our top 10. I think just to be a little bit different, I think since it's the end of the season, we should probably go through the top three in each. Relevant position, just so we can see how wrong we were at the start of the season. <laughs> it. And we'll start off with quarterback. So we've we've just mentioned Josh Allen uh, is number one uh, with a total of three hundred and seventy three fantasy points this year. We then have at number two. Do you want to hazard a guess as who's number
1: two? You know Brady's three. Brady's three. Number two's got to be. Uh, is it Joe Burrow?
0: Joe Burrow's down at five. Ah, oh. it's uh, no, it. it's Justin Herbert is number two. Justin Herbert, three hundred and fifty-eight, uh, which is yeah quite surprising. I think he does owe a little bit of that to his his legs, because um, he's had sixty-one rushing attempts, three hundred and one yards, and three touchdowns on the ground. Well, I think the thing that it. put Alan above everybody else is he's had one hundred and seventeen rushing attempts for seven hundred yards and six <laughs> touchdowns. Which is crazy. The only the only quarterback to beat him, uh, the only, well, the only two quarterbacks to beat him are, of course, uh, Lamar Jackson, who had 134 uh, for 767 and two touchdowns, and then Jalen Hurts, of course, with 139, 784 and 10 touchdowns. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Josh's arm is the thing that splits him off from the others as well. So, yeah, Josh Allen at number one, Justin Herbert at number two, and Tom Brady at number three. So, yeah. Um, you were I mean, right. You predicted uh, yeah. that Josh Allen would be the number one. I said Pat Mahomes, who's down at number four. Um, After but that, neither, I think neither we were of a us, bit way off. <laughs> yeah, neither of us said Herbert at two and Brady at three. So, uh, yeah, I think if you told me that Herbert would be number two, I think I'd have probably believed you. He is good, uh, but Brady at three, I, I don't yeah, I would have expected that. I must say. Um, okay, moving on to running backs. Um, do you want to guess these as well?
1: Uh, yeah, go for it. I mean, obviously Jonathan Taylor's got to be got to
0: be one. He's number he? one, yeah, by quite a long way. Three hundred and seventy-one points. The next
1: player after him's got three hundred and twelve, so that's quite a big difference of almost sixty. Um, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's got yeah got to be one, and then got so many injuries this season. Uh, or Joe Mixon. Uh, Mixon's four. He... He's Mixon's he's only four. just four.
0: He just misses out on third.
1: Um, I'm trying to think who's had... Who's had ridiculously good seasons. Um If you think
0: the quarterback that did the best had a differential of been able to run and maybe switch that around in this case and that might give you the answer as to who's number two. The guy who uh... catches a lot. <laughs> he's not got a hundred yards rushing. a uh, thousand yards rushing, sorry. And yet he's number two.
1: Oh god. What is Alvin
0: Kamara still up there? No, Kamara is Ooh, I think Kamara's around tenth. Oof! Oh, give me, give me number two. Number two is Mr. Austin Eckler uh, with 3.12. Oh, so he had eleven. That's a good season, that is. Yeah, eight hundred and forty-seven rushing yards, but he's had six hundred and twelve receiving yards and eighty-two receptions. Um, and then number three, number three is another one who has been good at catching and running, but. He's over 1,000 rushing yards, this chap.
1: If he's over 1,000... Is it Najee Harris?
0: It's Najee Harris, yeah. Oh, that's a right season. Seven touchdowns. And then in the air, he had uh, 70 catches on uh, 440 yards and three touchdowns. So, yeah, it's crazy. That's a great season, that. So it? he's done really well. And then, as you say, Mixon falls five points short of uh, of Najee Harris. He comes in at 290 points. And then there's a fair old drop-off to Lenny Fournette, who's at uh, number five, beating out... We definitely did <laughs> And cordarrell Patterson at number seven. Uh, and Jeez, James that's... Connor at number eight. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, big what names is happening? that we thought would be higher <laughs> than that. And then Derek Henry, just to kind of, just to give him some, dip, obviously he was knocked out, uh, in week eight. He's still number 17 in PPR format and he's number 12 in standard. So that <laughs> is know, insane. It's crazy. If he'd been healthy all season, I think he'd have been beating out of Jonathan Taylor quite comfortably, to be honest. Um, just come off IR as well. Yeah. Apparently back next week, which should be exciting if he, if he is, um, Okay, and then we go to wide sister so number one, I think uh, you'll it's, know this.
1: It's Cooper Cup, isn't of it, I'm course. guessing. <laughs> of course
0: it is. Um, that's a crazy score. 424 fancy points Cooper Cup scored. Um, Good Lord. So, yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, I think he's the number one asset in EPR. Um, more valuable even than the likes of Josh Allen, which is utterly insane. Uh, n- number 2 it's Probably, probably De- Devante Adams is it? Yeah of course 342 points there uh, And then finally At number 3 Someone I don't think anyone would have predicted is it, is, is it Debo? It's Debo, number 3 315 points, he beats out Justin Jefferson By a mere point uh, For 3rd place and uh, Jamar Chase is only three points behind Justin Jefferson with 311, so it was a bit of a fight for third place, but yeah, Debo, Debo's the one who wins it, uh, mainly due to the fact that he had 51 rushing attempts, 320 yards, and seven touchdowns on the ground, uh, which really helped him. Yeah, he has, he has basically
1: there. been a running back as well, hasn't he, most weeks? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. I guess we'll go finally to, uh, to tight ends. Number one tight end.
1: It's Mark Andrews, isn't it? It's Mark Andrews. Be. Yeah. Mark Andrews. Travis
0: Kelsey, it's crazy. 289 points for him. Uh, 99 receptions, and he's had 1,276 yards and nine touchdowns. So, really, really good season for Mark Andrews. Number
1: two? Uh, number two's got to be Kelsey, hasn't it, still? Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, 253 fantasy points there. Um, he's... Almost 60 points ahead of his next opponent, who comes in at number three just
1: by two points. I'm going to. I think it's got to be between these two, but I I know he he has had an amazing season despite the lack of touchdowns. Is it it Kyle Pitts?
0: Kyle Pitts is down at five. He got 177 points. I don't know if you're going to get number four. I think you'll get number three.
1: I mean so I take it Kittle's still up. Kittle's one number of three. He's yeah, one he's of the two in
0: So someone got two points less than less Kittle. Less than Kittle. But got uh twenty points almost more than uh, just well, just less than twenty points more than
1: Carl Pitts. I I I can't even I'm I can't even think of another tight end. I mean, I know I mean Gronkowski did do some things, but Feel like he was still four hundred yards shy of Pitts, but Pitts did have less touchdowns. It's not Zach Ertz, is it?
0: Zach Ertz is just below Pitts. He's got one hundred and sixty-six points. It is Dalton Schultz of the Cowboys. Is it Dalton Schultz? he got one hundred and ninety-two points. Um, he played really, really well. He base, yeah, basically two points difference between him and Kittel, uh, and Kittle. Sorry. So yeah. A good good season, and then that was a great season. coming in at five. So yeah, there, there's been some surprising, uh, su- surprising yeah, movements. Really I think, surprising. I think Kelsey and Kittle were generally regarded as one and two, um, and then you kind of dropped down to sort of. I guess Darren Waller was the the next one, but yeah, he just bottled a, it a bit, hasn't he? He's had a terrible season, and then you would probably be talking to Mark Andrews, but no, Mark Andrews has uh, put them all to shame this year and coming at number one. Um, so speaking of this year and, and bottle jobs, um, <laughs> let's let's have a bit of a chat about who we think is going to bounce back. So just before we started the, the podcast, we, we decided we'd have a think of three players who we think are going to... They had a a, a bad season this year, either through injury or through lack of good play, but we mm-hmm. think they're going to be good next season. So do you want to start us off or shall I?
1: I'll let you go, you you far away.
0: Okay, so my first one... Is the guy that everybody on every fancy sort of dynasty <laughs> forum was was saying was gonna be the next huge thing. Um who basically I thought was gonna be uh good who was gonna be good, um, but I didn't think was gonna be that good. And that is okay. oh, I've lost my notes on him. I don't want to give him away <laughs> until I can start basically singing <laughs> singing about how good he is. Just give me a second until I've got my, got my notes back up. Okay, here we go. Apologies, I should have had my notes ready. Elijah Moore, I think, is going to have a bounce-back season. Now, you could argue that he has had a good season anyway because Almost he was yeah. playing incredibly Almost, yeah. well at the time but obviously he went off uh, injured and he's not really kind of come back from that um he's sort of had a bit of a bit of a wobble mid-season and then he's not really done anything since uh, since week 14 obviously but mm-hmm. i believe even though he's a jet and even though he's 21 and he's kind of come into this offence that's not the best I think he is going to come back and he is going to do something incredible next year. I just mm-hmm. have a really good feeling about how good he is as a player. And I think the hype and the love for him that that the organization demonstrates as well is something that we should probably pay attention to. I just, mm-hmm. I just feel like he's coming into his second year and the Jets can only get better, right? They can't stay as bad as they are. I just feel like he's going to be a guy who is going to be going quite late in drafts, mm-hmm. who he can probably pick up as a bit of a gamble, and yeah. I really feel like he's going to have a boom next year and he's going to be worth getting. Mm. Now, I don't know if you agree with me or not on that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, me, I don't think he was someone I was going to mention, but I do completely agree. I think the. Mm-hmm. The, the few weeks he absolutely popped off, he really showed flashes. And and again, like you said, the fact that he's able to do that for a, a Jets organisation that's been rebuilding for what seems like years. I think I think you are right. I think Zach Wilson, although I haven't been his biggest fan, um again I showed flashes of, of brilliance um with his legs, with the arm occasionally. So I think I think the Jets will be a better team next season. I think more is good is definitely going to be the number one option. So yeah, I, I do I do agree with that one. Very good. So, who is your first uh, first choice? Um, I, I won't say a first choice, but I'll stick with a I'll stick with a receiver to keep it on theme with yours. Although when you look at the numbers, he's had sort of a a good year. It's pedestrian for him, and I did expect more. Um, I'd I'd go with Tyreek Hill. Um, oh, I think okay. I think even though there's there's been some weeks he's He's done his, done his usual thing. I, I just think I, I expected a lot, lot more. I mean, I'm not sure where he finished on the year, but it's, it's not close to where I had him projected. I believe me and you were fighting over him one or two with Devante Adams, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we when were. When we started the year. um, And if you look at the stats on the year, I know Mahomes has had a down year as well, but I just don't think it'll be like that next year. I, I think the Chiefs in general... On offense, will come in hot next year, and I think there's no way Tyreek Hill can have as quiet a season. I know he's still over a thousand yards, um, but he just hasn't had those explosive games and plays that that we know and love from Hill. So I think Hill has a has an absolutely mental year next year. So I think he's definitely someone to still draft and regard highly. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I agree with you there. I think, Um, and. (laughs) I was I was toying with who I was going to choose as a quarterback sort of bounce back, and I, I feel like oh, he did well. He was he was still number four, but I'm going to mention Pat Mahomes. I feel like he didn't have the year that we wanted him to have this year. No, um, especially sort of week seven onwards, essentially uh, until probably week fourteen. Like seven weeks of his season were just. So unpredictable and so unlike what he is like usually. I mean he was getting two interceptions a game. Um yeah. <laughs> at one point. Which
1: is unheard of for the Holmes.
0: Yeah, I mean the first half of his season we he had what three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten interceptions, and since then he's had three. So he's he's improved massively. he's already kind of his bounced back, I guess. Which is why I was reluctant yeah. to say he was going to be one of my bounce-back players, because he, he kind of has already started that process, but mm-hmm. I think he's going to continue it. I can't see him falling to pieces like he did again. Um, I think he almost needed it. He needed to know that he wasn't infallible. I think yeah. it, it can be the case that especially... He's yeah. young, he's won a Super Bowl already. You know, it can, go to, it can go to your head. You can think that you are the best, but he's kind of maybe relaxed a little bit too much and now he's realised, you know, I do still have to put the work in to be as good as, as I have the capacity to be mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like his kind of mid-season slump has contributed to him uh, understanding that and potentially making his way mm-hmm. back up to those upper upper tiers. The fact that he's not a top three quarterback this year, I think... Yeah, that'll frustrate him. It's frustrating for, for him and it's frustrating for his owners mm-hmm. because they know how good he can be so... Pat Mahomes, I think, is my number two bounce back player, even though he doesn't have to bounce back very far given his his ability and, and how well he played for most of the season anyway.
1: No, yeah, could completely agree. And I think that kind of like I said, it goes hand in hand with Hill. Like if you look at his if you look at the stats on the season, he's he's eleven one thousand two hundred and thirty seven yards, um, he's 110 catches, nine touchdowns, he's he's eleven a catch on 156 targets, but when when Mahomes was in his slump, and I'm sure you'll remember this as well, there was there were so many drops from from Tyree Kill. Yeah, several of them leading to Mahomes interceptions as well. I just I just feel like he's been a little bit off, and the quality, even though he sat there at number seven or whatever he is, the quality of player he is, uh, I'm expecting him to come back with like Mahomes with certainly a top three finish next year.
0: Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm with you completely. Uh, so your your next. Player,
1: um, I think my next one's probably a, probably a fairly obvious one, but I don't I don't think I think he's just got to be mentioned. I mean, the injury ravaged Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think it's more hope that I'm saying this. I just I'm hoping he gets. <laughs> I'm <laughs> hoping he fulfills everyone's wishes and and plays a as a a fairly fully healthy season next year because he he's just he's so talented. If he does play a full season, easy RB1, there's just not even a question. Um, I know the Panthers in general are in are in turmoil, but I'm hoping with a you know a decent amount of time off, full off season, they'll, they'll hopefully have figured out what to do in terms of a quarterback situation. Because let's face it, they, they can't keep Cam Newton. Um I'm going to bring that up again. So hopefully they'll be in a stronger position next year, whether it's through draft or free agency. And I think if, if McCaffrey can come back put the work in in the off-season and you know I'm not saying full season but just you know don't miss half of it even if he misses a couple of games he's still going to be the RB1 that's how good a player he is um, with his receiving and his rushing ability so yeah I'm, I'm going to say McCaffrey comes back next year and shows us why um, he has been the number one pick for so many years I think it's worth noting I don't think he'll be the number one pick next year because I think some people are sick of it Yeah. but I think in, in him falling I think he's going to do good for a lot of people even if it's to just the back end of the first or whatever
0: Yeah I think he's become the new Joe Mixon in that sense in that he is yeah. very talented but people are just now going to avoid him on the basis of his of his injury <laughs> which which leads me quite neatly onto my, my final pick and that's Saquon Barkley um, I, I was going to bring Barkley up yeah. I think again I think maybe I'm speaking more from hope than from actual hard evidence because sadly he's just He's not performed this year. I mean, I in the the league that I won, um, I benched Barkley for for Sonny Michelle. <laughs> so that's the kind of that's that you know. If someone had told me, uh, if someone had kind of put a gun to my head uh, at the start of the season and said, "If you get to the final, you are you must going to play Sonny Michel. You have to play Sonny Michelle instead of Barkley," I'd have cried my eyes out. But <laughs> I did it. I did it willingly in the end. Um, I mean he's had troubles he's come back from a horrific injury which is obviously never easy to do but the thing, the Giants offence has just not worked this season it's It's, been dreadful it it? (laughs) has been utterly, utterly awful I mean with a little bit of luck maybe they make some decent choices in the off-season pick up maybe a free agent or two who can help out or draft well my hope is that they do one of those things um, that they get some more talent in there that's going to be worthwhile having on the roster yeah. um and not just throw money at a wide receiver like Kenny Golladay and then just not really get anything out of it um <laughs> oh, I, I I hope that that is the case because Barkley is still he is still Saquon Barkley he might have had that yeah. horrendous injury but at the end of the day he is still a quality player he's just mm-hmm. he agree. he's got too much stacked against him it's not just the injury it, it is the team at the this team point. yeah um 100%. so if they can make some changes i feel like he's a guy that's still worth drafting somewhat highly um i mean he's probably going to drop to the 3rd round for a lot of people now i don't maybe the 2nd round in in bigger leagues but you know the, there are quite a lot of running backs now that you would put ahead of barkley which you know 2 years ago would have just been unheard of so oh yeah um he was everyone's think, favorite Exactly, I think a lot of people are sleeping mm. on his ability, and I think people are going to do what they're going to do with McCaffrey. I'd be surprised if McCaffrey's a top three option next year, as well. Um, I, I mean, I definitely think McCaffrey's going to go in the first round because you know why would he not? But uh, but Barkley's days in the first round, I think, sadly, yeah, have come definitely to an end. Um, but with a bit of luck, he'll he'll bounce back and he'll be uh, even if he's seventy five percent of what he was in his rookie season, he's still
1: a fantastic asset to have on your team. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt, yeah, couldn't agree more. Um it's it's a shame because yeah, that rookie year he was a you know, for, for most of his games he looked like, even as a rookie, he looked like the best running back in the league. You know, his catching ability, he's you know, his elusiveness, his strength. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping like you said, if the Giants make some moves and some coaching changes, uh, get some decent players in then they can sort of revive his career a little bit.
0: Yeah. With a little bit of luck, and finally your your last bounce back
1: option. Yeah, I'll go with I'll go with the quarterback that I was um gonna talk about. Then we've had one of each. Um, and again, even even though some some games he hasn't been bad for fantasy, I think I think Lamar Jackson was was first yeah. that popped into my head. Um, if you look at the stats on the season, he's you know sixty four percent completion, under under two thousand nine hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns, but then it's it's the thirteen interceptions. Um, and the 87 quarterback rating which really doesn't help him he's just he hasn't looked like himself this season we haven't we haven't seen the although he's still had 700 odd yards rushing he's only got one touchdown which isn't very Lamar like and um, we haven't seen the explosiveness and then the decision making in terms of when he's been passing the ball has just been absolutely dreadful Um there's been some games I've watched and I've just gone what are you doing like, even as a <laughs> as a fantasy sort of fan or analyst, whatever you want to call me, I know not to make some of the throws he's been making. Um, I mean, the two games, two three games, Huntley's come in, um, and he's looked a better passer than Lamar, um, which I know isn't the case. I just I'm not sure what what it is. Whether it's just a a one off bad season, but I think there's there's no way he can he can have this bad a season again. he's he's, he's too talented. He's former MVP he's one of the best athletes at the position so i think i think lamar bounces back in a in a big way next year
0: yeah i hope so he to be honest he was my second qb option that i was going to mention yeah. um i think the reason i mentioned mahomes is more <laughs> because i'm hoping it for myself than anything else <laughs> um but no I, I agree i i think he's another guy who is obviously very good uh, at, especially at what he knows he's good at but as you say some of his passing options and he just needs to. He, I think he needs a little bit more confidence, but he also needs wide receivers who have a little more confidence. I know. I I have enjoyed watching Hollywood Brown this year, but he's equally been frustrating. he's yeah, still inconsistent, um, isn't he? Yeah. You know that I don't know if it was week three or four where he had three oh, no. drop the three drop touchdowns. Yeah, which you know <laughs> would have netted him like thirty fantasy points easily. <laughs> um, and he drops each one, and not not one of them was really too difficult to catch. No. So you can't blame. Lamar Jackson for that. No, that that was the fault of, of Brown. But you know, the the wide receiver core on the on the Browns team is uh, is either very young or quite old. Um they don't really seem to have any sort of guys who are kind of have just hit their stride and are in their prime anymore. Um, you know, with Rashad Bateman as well there, he's another young guy. Um, it's Mark Andrews has been the kind of anchor for them, and and, and it's shown in, yeah. in his in mm-hmm. the amount in, in his stats. Basically, it's shown that he has has had to step into that anchor position, which isn't really what you want your tight ends to be doing necessarily. Um, no. when, when you've got good guys who can be playing at the wide receiver position, so mm. yeah, I, I mean, I feel for the Ravens. They've had a tough one this year. They lost J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards at the start yeah, of the season. I They've think never... that will help. Oh next yeah. Year. Definitely. I think the fact that they lost both of those guys uh, uh, when we all expected them to kind of be in a in a timeshare with one another for the entirety of the season, to lose both guys is just such a huge loss and they've never really settled at the running back position. So there's always yeah. been a bit of turmoil there. That must have been pressure for Jackson because he felt like he was the running back. He has I imagine. to do it all. Yeah. Um, so, so it's just a tricky one. And also, obviously... Other teams know that they've lost their two main running backs, so they know that Jackson's probably going to take off a little bit more. So they, they prepare for that. Um, yeah, you know, we we can predict that that's the case. So you know, professionals who are paid to to do that research before a game definitely will. So <laughs> yeah, it's just it's been a tricky one for him. Um, but now I can definitely see him as a bounce back uh, option next year, and I think he he can come back stronger. Um, finally, then I guess. Just reflecting on the season, are there any kind of lessons learnt that you're going to take with you into future future leagues, future seasons?
1: I I don't know about lessons, but I am I am considering sort of different draft strategy options next year, just with the sort of the volume of injuries. I think I've always been one to go fairly running back heavy, um, but obviously with all the injuries, the issue is like you might as well just have a more balanced squad and then there's going to be loads on the waiver wires because everyone just keeps getting injured. So I know in some of the leagues I've done poorly, I did go very running back heavy. And although if everyone had stayed healthy, that would have been fine, with the amount of injuries, it, it was sort of made irrelevant anyway. So I think that's that's one thing I am looking to change. Not in every league necessarily. It depends on the format, but that's one thing I've I've been considering.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have always been of the mind that you take the best player. Yeah. Um on in the first round, be that a running back or a or a tight end in some cases or or a wide receiver. Um I know the first the first year that we ever played a league together, I took Antonio Brown, which you know is something that you wouldn't do now, but <laughs> that was kind of his last year with the Steelers and and that paid off because he did play well that that year. Um this year in uh, our kind of redraft league, I took uh, Calvin Ridley uh, in yeah. the <laughs> second round, I think, and I took Zicilani right. in the first, um, but like, I was trying to go balanced, I wasn't going running back, running back. Obviously, that didn't work out too well for me in the end, um, because obviously Ridley, Ridley's taken some time off, and we don't know if or, or when he'll be back, but yeah. things like that, you can't, you can't expect um, that to happen. Um, I think a lot of the value in, in drafting comes from, especially for redraft league, comes from you kind of round eight onwards, because yeah. if you can land on a little hidden gem at that point, then you're onto a winner. You know, I picked up James Connor this year thinking, you know, <laughs> if you'd have given me the option, I'd have gone for Gus, uh, for Chase Edmonds, but Chase Edmonds had yeah. gone. James Connor was the running back eight this year, so... <laughs> um, and I mean, Marquis Brown, I think I got him in, like, round 11 or 12, and he, although the start of the season was much better for me with him than the end, he still came they up as, good a, games. As, a, as a decent player, so I think it's... Yeah, a lot of the late round depends on, on how well you do, as, as much as the earlier rounds, so... it's It's been a weird one, as you say. I think injuries are something that no one can ever predict, um, and you can't... I don't know if you can necessarily put a player down because he's scared that they're going to get injured. Sometimes you've just got to take that risk because if they're not, they're going to be very good. And Christian McCaffrey is going to worry a lot of people next year, mainly because of injury. Yeah. Um, but the fact of the matter is, if you pick him up and he doesn't get injured, you are probably yeah. going to be winning you've your league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's a tricky one. It, it really is, especially because you're going to be getting the likes of Christian McCaffrey, maybe picks five, six, mm-hmm. um, if you're lucky which means you know those guys who have got 1 2 and 3 you know they're not going to pick again for a long time and you're picking again before they are. and so not only are you getting a fantastic running back you can get a fantastic wide yeah, receiver again yeah so yeah it's, it's been a good one um but yeah it's it's sad it's sad that it's come to an end but it's been uh, it's been good as always and it's obviously been our first first venture into the world of, of podcasting and we started off back in march uh, mainly because we just wanted the season to be here, and <laughs> we followed it all the <laughs> way through, and finally got to the season, and uh, we, we've obviously been through and only missed the one week due to <laughs> due to us both been, funnily enough, ill at the same time. So uh, so it's been a, it's been a fun adventure, and for anyone who's 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 listened to all those episodes, or even to people who are just listening to the e- every, you know, an odd one thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it, because uh, I know I speak for you as well, Jack, when I say that these mm. these have been, uh, <laughs> been looking forward to these every week, because it's just a, a great way to oh, dissect yeah. Ma- what's happened before. Um So yeah, thank you again, and uh, I guess the next time we'll uh, we'll be sending our voices out onto the airwaves, will be just after the Super Bowl, I think we said we'd have another one.
1: Yeah, poor Super Bowl episode, that sounds good, wrap up the year and everything. Uh, yeah thanks for everyone who's listened i know it's been amazing i've loved recording every week um it's great to just talk about football yeah with people who enjoy it and yeah it's, uh, it's favorite part of my week to be honest um so yeah thanks everyone for listening we'll uh we'll see you soon
0: yeah thank you very much and we'll see you next time